Hey, it's your girl, Bridgetta Jow, certified family life educator, sex educator, and lover of the word fuck in all forms. And I am here with a very special guest. All of my guests are special, but this is an extra special guest. Yay! Troy, and I, he literally just told me how to pronounce his last name, but y'all know I'm a squirrel. Say, introduce, baby, go ahead. Introduce yourself, because... Hey, you know, it's, it's all love. Troy Spry. Spry. Yeah. Why can yeah. I not get that? I... When I tell you, I, I just said spiral. I don't know why I said spiral, but in my mind, it was a spiral. There you go. I don't heard it all at this point. So it's all good. And I hate messing up people's names because people fuck my name up all the time. Like I've been Virginia. I've mm-hmm. been Brigida. I've been everything mm-hmm. but Brigida. It's ridiculous. But so please introduce yourself to our lovely listeners and tell us how you are changing the world. All right, so so listen, I'm I'm Troy Spry. Um, I'm a certified daddy and relationship coach. I'm a speaker and I'm an author of the book "Teach Me How to Love Why What You Don't Know Will Hurt You." Um, I like to say that I, I help people get out of their own way in dating and in love. You know, so that's that's my contribution to society. But my mission is simple: better people, better mates, better relationships equals better communities. I think they all go together, and that's the difference I'm making in the world. Is I'm a, I'm just challenging people to think differently about dating and relationships. That's it, by first starting with themselves. I absolutely love that. And I don't think I love people. I think they look at dating as in a vacuum, right? The whole dating lifestyle and getting to know people and you you merging your life together. No one, I don't, I don't want to say anyone, but most people don't recognize what that does for the long run, what it does for our culture. Like you connect with the right person, you build a family with the right person, that representation does so much for our culture and I don't think people think enough of that so I love that all right so if you have been rocking with say it to me nice you know you got two options give us Mm -hmm. a hotel a scandalous hot steamy story that actually something you learned something from the experience or you can answer a sex question <laughs> Not that well, I have I'm, a preference or anything, but you know. <laughs> well, listen. Let me let me think. Um, so, um, I'll do both actually if you want me to. But um, in in terms of of the of the hotel, so you know, it's, it's funny. This is probably the first time I've ever shared this on a public platform. Yes. Um, but and it's it's, it's crazy. What I've learned from this experience is that. Um, it was taboo to even talk about something like this years ago. But, but before my wife and I even got even got married, we were still together. Mm-hmm. We actually, you know, this is like in my mid-20s or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And we went to a sex club. <gasps> Yay! I love when couples go to sex clubs together. Okay, sorry. It's not my story. Now, now my, I, knew, I didn't even know this even existed, right? But my wife was a little more, she, you know, she's, she's her brain's bigger than mine, right? She, she's more exploratory than I am, right? Yeah. And so she was like, I want to go. And I pushed, I kicked and screamed to not go, right? Oh, no. um, but because I wanted to make her happy, I said, okay, I'll go. So, I, you know, I had to get some drinks in me. And then I went, right? <laughs> so mm-hmm. when we go in there. Now, mind you, we, um, it was an experience. Uh, it's not really like a scandalous thing, but I learned a lot, right? So we, we went in. Mm-hmm. and I could not believe that people was were this sexually free right yeah. we, I think I grew up in the south right oh. and, and sung on a choir oh. you see what I mean <laughs> you know and, and, and all those kind of things right but people were in there and it was it was normal for them to be sexually free for them to be having sex for them to be doing things with other people and I was just like I cannot believe this is happening now 
I wasn't comfortable enough to actually really do anything. Mm-hmm. But I learned a lot. Yeah. Right. I, what I learned was that I believe that there's so many levels to sex mm-hmm. and so many levels to pleasure and to sexual experiences. It opened my eyes yep. and that it's not just one way to do this thing. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so to me, that was one of, uh, uh, was a changing point in my life. Not that I now frequent them or anything like that. Right, right, it right. wasn't necessarily the thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't judge anybody that does it now because I'm like, you know what? Right. That's their thing. If they want to do that and they want to seek pleasure that way, right. go for it. So I've been to yeah. a couple of sex clubs here in, in my town. I'm I'm in Louisiana. Not even mm-hmm. not even the best part of Louisiana. I love North Louisiana. I do. I do. But South Louisiana is unmatched. Anyway, um, so, but I've been to a few. And when I tell couples about the experience, everyone's thinking like, oh, my God, folks are going to be hanging off the ceiling, fucking doing all kind of crazy stuff. But and you, and it's like, oh, they're going to make me do. They don't make you do anything. It's just it's just a vibe. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to participate, yeah. you can. If you don't want to, you don't have to. And most people leave learning exactly what you learned is that it's a very free and safe and open space for people to explore and just really, you know, do shit. <laughs> just just do exactly. shit in a way that you can't. I don't want to say you can't, but they may not feel comfortable doing it like at their home or just out in, in the normal world, I guess, quote unquote, normal world. So I love that. Absolutely. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad you learned that. So you ready for a sex session? <laughs> I'm ready. Let's I, do it. I swear I got my caffeine like at the latter part of the day. So now I'm just super hyped. So for you, good. a lot of people I know have a difficult time explaining this. Um, men in particular, for you and you being a married man, what does partnered sex and solo sex, what is the difference for you in the experience? Mm-hmm. What's, gotcha. what's the difference of experience for you? So you, you've got to help me better understand solo sex versus masturbation okay i thought that's what you were saying like when when okay solo sex when there's coupled sex like for you what is Mm -hmm. the 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 glaring difference yeah uh to to me there there is a lack of uh there's such a difference in intimacy or build up or anything when it comes to solo sex Mm -hmm. um because i'm really if i'm gonna do that it's really just to to have that that release right right it's funny, my wife asked me, she asked me this uh, recently, she was like, she's like, you don't have like no ambiance, you don't like, like, because sometimes when I go out of town from work, I'm like, Shh, I might, I might rub me one out, right, you know what I mean, right. but I'm like, I'm, I'm like, you do know it only take me like three minutes to do this, right, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, this, this is, there's no, ex- no like, long-term build-up experience, right, you know, kind of thing to it, but when it, but with coupled sex, I'm trying to connect, right, right so there's right. a lot more intention there's a lot more energy there's a lot more sensuality to it you right. know, all those kind of things but masturbation for me is really just a, a release of, of fluid a, right right <laughs> just a means to a feeling whereas couple sex you, it's more about the experience with your partner it's more about like you said connecting that's the best way to describe mm-hmm. it that is really beautiful because i and i got this phrase from a friend of mine 
that a lot of men use women, whether they're coupled or not, like this is somebody you're in like a legit marriage slash relationship with, or somebody you just doing what you do, that they use their partner as a way to masturbate. Yeah, that sucks. And that is the most disgusting, <laughs> the most vile um, uh, misuse of your time and like disrespect of a person, in my opinion. And you, you're missing out on a genuine um, moment, in my opinion. Whether, whether or not you're with this person long-term, it's still a moment of your time. You know, it's just a moment yeah. of your life that was purposefulless. It, you're right. And here's the thing. That means you also weren't even considering her pleasure. At all. At all. At all. Right? At all. <laughs> like, yeah. and at the very least, I think, I, I'm going to say people, like you shouldn't want that on your name. <laughs> like you don't want to be the person who gave somebody whack ass sex because you was just trying to get off. Like, I agree. Ooh, that ooh. Anyway, because word gets around. Oh, it, it it does. And here's the thing: is and so much of sex for men is like about the ego too, right? Ooh. And so I'm not gonna waste a chance, <laughs> you know, for, for my ego to get stroked. Because right. I was trying to just, you know, do right. that. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, it's annoying to me. So you have a book. You spoke a little bit about it. But tell us tell us more about your book. Yeah, so it, it's called Teach Me How to Love While What You Don't Know Will Hurt You. Um, and I named it that purposefully, right? I, I, like any author would name something purposely. But my point is I wanted there to be some thought into that name. Okay. Um, because I, I really I really don't like that a lot of time, especially in our community, what you see is we, we repeat the same cycles over and over and we hide behind the fact that I didn't know, yeah. right? I didn't know this, or I didn't know that. No one ever taught me this. So we repeat what we saw and we think that's right. When realistically, there's new information if we would just challenge ourselves to think different. Right, right. right? And it, it can be done a different way. And so what we don't know a lot of times is what is hurting us, you know? Oh, that's good. That's really good. Yeah. So I'm in therapy. I am I am very serious about Black people in particular really finding their way on their healing journeys, right? And I've been in therapy off and on since I was about 19 years old. And I realized something this week that I did not know how deep the trauma in my family is when it comes to relationships, right? I knew my grandfather, I was raised by my grandparents. So I knew my grandfather's history. I knew that he was an excellent father. I can't take anything from, from him and that, but he, he, he was a sorry ass man. Like he, he was just not a great husband at all, but he was such an, an excellent father. Well, recently my grandmother just kind of just accidentally on purpose, let it be known that her father was ain't he wasn't shit like he he had the same uh -huh. path that my grandfather had and so this looking at my mom and her relationship with my stepfather and how I mean he loved his children but he has not been the best husband at all so yeah. it's just looking at and I was married for a long not a long time I was married for about seven years and so just seeing how that trauma impacted me, but I never knew. I never knew mm -hmm. how deep that ran in my family. 
And so now it has me looking at, well, why do I choose the partners that I choose? Right. Mm. I've had a, a long stint of ain't great people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah. But just looking at, well, why? I didn't mm-hmm. know this trauma. So I didn't know to be mindful and watchful of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that it. is when you speak about your book, that comes to my mind. That comes to my mind. And, and, and it, that's what I wanted to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I wanted to, I wanted to evoke that in people. Right. Yeah. Right. It was like this. If you look at the book, it'll talk about how this is not a how to book. This is a shift your mindset book is mm-hmm. what it is. Right. And then also at the end, it's a bunch of self-reflection questions because the reason we keep repeating the same cycles because we never really took the time to look at ourselves. Right. You know what I mean? And to and to then get new information to counteract why we are the way we are. Right. Right. Oh, <clears throat> oh, don't get me started right now. Wait a minute. I'm having a moment. So it's okay. So for me, grow up growing up in the South and it's very heavy on being married right Mm -hmm. but it is not heavy on how to have a successful marriage they just want you to be married you know you don't need to be you don't need to be doing nothing be married but be married we ain't gonna tell you how to be married we're not gonna tell you the importance of having a, a satisfying relationship and to be honest on a on a scholarly end of things there's not a specifically for black couples. There's not a whole lot of research being done on what what is needed for black couples to have successful or satisfying relationships. So with that with that knowledge, the you really are changing the world because no one's really asking these questions, but everyone's mm-hmm. expecting everyone to make these moves. Oh man, it's it is one of the most fulfilling things in my life right because I get those stories right and and see it's there's a reason why you see people rush to get married but they don't stay together long right right? because you're right we're teaching people how they get how to get married but not how to stay married right you see what I mean because the the hard thing about marriage I think a lot of times is that it takes way more soft skills yeah right than the hard skills yep and no one teaches us the soft skills (laughs) you see what I mean and so once you're over the protecting and providing, you know, and the cooking and the cleaning and, and, and all right. that kind of stuff, right. what's left, right? What about the people part yes. that no one tells you how to navigate? Right. The heart part. So my ex-husband and I, we, we are in a much better place than we were, obviously, when we were married. But he said something. I ain't gonna lie. It stung. It hurt my little feelings. But he was like, you mm-hmm. know, we were just having a conversation about marriage. He has remarried and everything. He was like, you know, um our marriage didn't count and I was like hold on <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> I was there it, it happened but he was like he just wasn't in a good place he didn't know how to be a husband nobody taught him how to be a husband his father raised him as a single man and so he knew how to be a man and do quote-unquote manly things right but as far as this is how you take care of a wife outside of paying bills and working every day this is how you talk to this is how you listen this is how you talk this is this is how you hold space for your partner Mm -hmm. nobody taught him those things he ended up learning i don't know if you ever watched the movie first wives club but he ended up learning the hard 
he learned the hard way in our marriage so that he was better prepared when he got remarried, right? And you know, and that's what's unfortunate though, right? It's unfortunate that he had to go through that and not work out with you, right. but it's also fortunate that he actually tried to learn something, yeah. you know, on his journey, right? Right, and, and I will say he is a much better, not just husband, but he's a much better person because of the lessons yeah. that he learned, if that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like he it, That's it, awesome. up to be a, a, a he was all, he's always been a good father because he had two other children, but he's a much better father to our son with the lessons that he he learned and how we speak to each other now, he has so much more compassion, so much more empathy than he did when we were actually married to one another because he learned, okay, Bridgetta doesn't, she does not <laughs> respond these ways. So let me try mm-hmm. other ways. And he carried that into his, his present marriage. But again, much like your book, he didn't know. That's, that's it. And it's, it's so funny, like, not funny, but like, I talk to people every single day who, the, the things that I think are big things mm-hmm. that, you know, or not big things, normal things, mm-hmm. you think people should just know, and they don't. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're like, oh, no, I had no idea. I never thought about it that, that way, right. which, you know, when I first wrote the book, I was nervous about like, is this going to be too simple for people? Right. 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 I, was, I was like, right. do, I, do I need to like overcomplicate this and do this and do that? I realized that we, 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 especially as black people, mm-hmm. we're starting from a little bit of a deficit in a lot of ways, yeah. right? So we gotta, we gotta put it where the ghost can get it, right? We gotta keep it pretty simple. Right. I love that. I love that. So with that being said, because I have not purchased your book, but I am definitely, as soon as we get off, I'm purchasing one today. Um, in your book, do you touch on intimacy at all or specific? specifically sexual intimacy and the importance of that within relationships oh man yes i i I wish i actually would have touched on it even more but i kind of gave you a little taste of it in my next book i'll touch on it a lot more i was just about to say um oh yeah part two is coming because you know as a married man as i've lived through this a lot longer you start to understand how important intimacy and sex is right Uh and you know, as you get older, as you get older, you start to understand that it's more than just an act, right? Okay. It's right. not just a performative act, right? right. It's right. a spiritual connection. It's a, it's something that should be pleasure. You know, there should be pleasure involved. There should be connection involved, right? right. Not every time, but a lot of the time, I'm right. right. Um, but my point here is, you know, I think that for men, men have been sexually unsatisfied for a long time a lot of times mm-hmm. and no one's talking about that right really yeah and, and it's not necessarily about the physical act of it right mm-hmm. it's more around the desirability of it from their mates you see what i mean which you could probably yeah, relate yeah. to that yeah yeah right because yeah. so, so see clear. what i mean so, so i'm clear so what you're saying is like their partner may not feel up to it they may not want to be doing all that is that what it okay okay yeah it's it's I think men want to feel desired and and women think that men just want to have sex does that make sense yes yes 
You see what I mean? And and I hear this enough now to to be like, okay, we got something here. There's something about this that is real that men just can't. It's hard for a man to come and be like, I just wish you desired me more. Mm, Right? That's powerful. Which is a lot of times why he's seeking validation, right? Because I mean, once you enter into the, the marriage or the relationship, this woman is now the only space that I get this from. Right. 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 And some women will look at it like, oh, I should have to stroke his ego. Or they might look at it like, you know, I'm tired. I'm this. I'm that. You right. know, sex becomes lower priority for a lot of women right. once they're in the relationship because life happens. Right. And we all get all this. Right. I'm not blaming women or blaming men, right. but we got to be able to communicate right. enough to it. And I think a lot of the reasons why a lot of women aren't desiring is because they aren't pleasured. Right. I was, so I was gonna wait. I was gonna let you finish. I was gonna let you finish, but it was on a right there. On oh yeah, the tip of my tongue. But that is true. I've never like you. You killing it because I never thought about how important it is for a man to feel desired. For me, desired and wanted are two different things, right? Because mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I feel like the most attractive man in the world. Like they know people want them right? But there's mm-hmm. a difference between someone who, who really, I desire you, like my body craves you, like yes. your specific touch, these specific things about you make me feel like doing X, Y, Z. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've absolutely. Never, I've, I've never thought about how important that is for a man. Yeah, it's, it's something to it. If, if I had to think about the top three things men complain about, you would be surprised, but that's in the top three. It's not feeling desired. Wow. You didn't you didn't open my brain up. Like I'm about to be out. That's the that's the but that's the goal. Right? Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever my yeah, next they want to feel it. No, you about to be desired like a motherfucker, and it's gonna be great. Well, you know what men men don't like, and I think this is what ends up happening ultimately is men don't don't necessarily love pity sex right where where she's you know and that's what a lot of men get though they get that oh well guess it's wednesday i hadn't done it i hadn't you know give them some in a week let me let me give them some and and not like it enjoyable like i think at a certain point men will just be like i'd rather not do it at all right as as they should (laughs) because i know i wouldn't want anybody to fuck me out of pity like oh okay let me just go ahead and, and, and just to shut her up that there's no way that is going you're not going to get your best performance you're just going to be there like a fucking wet mop like mm, okay do what you do so i can roll over and go to bed and so mm-hmm. I, I always tell women i would rather i would rather just say no not tonight than mm-hmm. just lay there like like a dead fish that's stupid but yeah again i'm also the one that's going to have the conversation this is why I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. I go to work every day and these bitches get on my nerves and I just want to throw paint at all the walls and all the people. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm not in the mood right now. It's not going to it's not going to benefit me to fuck you right now and I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Because that's something we can have a conversation around. That's something like, you know what? I know you had a hard day, so I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Um mm-hmm. so that not just so that I can get some but because I want, I want to create peace in this house. And that yes. also includes peace of in your mind. 
I want your mind to be be peaceful. I want your spirit to be peaceful. And I don't think enough people realize the importance of having peace and actually what peace looks like. Because peace looks different for men than it does for women. Yeah. Um, Or just men in Yeah, absolutely. For I would I would say that for most men, peace starts with quiet, mm, right? Okay. Um, it, it starts with quiet. It starts with um, releasing of obligations, Ooh, right? Nice. So being able to be in a space where someone's not asking me for something, right, or pulling something. Um, peace also looks like friends, right, and able to be my true, authentic self with my friends. Right. To, to me, that's what peace looks like. Okay. Um, so I would say those are the three biggest things around peace. Sometimes we can do the peace with our women too. Right. So it's not like we have to be away from our women to have peace. Right. right? Okay. But we do need to be in a space. Sometimes, you know, for me, I would love for her. I love with my wife. I say I'm watching a game and it's peaceful. If she just comes and sit beside me. Right. Just come sit beside me. Right. right. I don't need it to be like this big interaction. And she probably can't understand that part. But I'm like, her presence is there, but I'm not asked to do something, right? Right. So, you know, that's what peace looks like to me. That's good. That's good. I, I hear so much, be my peace, be my peace. But I think that is a conversation that more couples need to have in the beginning. What does peace look like for you, right? Yes, um, yes. What does intimacy look like for you? Because mm. people are so stuck that intimacy means sex intimacy sex is a part of intimacy but it's yes. not the only type of intimacy right yeah a whole other episode where i go through the different types of intimacy so you know y'all gonna have to keep listening for that but just understanding coming to to one understanding of what peace peace means and intimacy means really will work wonders for relationships or the pursuit of relationships more importantly, whether or not we need to be in a relationship. That's, That's it. Yeah. It's um, so here, here's the thing though. Mm-hmm. We are asking things of people that we can't explain. Oh right. Yes. And, and 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 this is where the frustration in relationship comes to because a lot of men are like, tell me what it is you need. Mm-hmm. Uh tell me what it is but a lot of people can't explain it so when it comes to intimacy when it comes to peace when it comes to pleasure if you can't explain it for yourself Mm -hmm. how can you expect someone else to understand it and I think we this is where that's where all these false expectations come in when it comes to marriage right because we think oh because we have good chemistry that means they're gonna get us no right if we don't have open conversations, then we are destined for resentment. And that's why people end up divorced and then they make the same mistake over and over and over again. Over and over again. Over and over again, because they don't want to have that conversation. Because that conversation is hard. Because you have to, you have to do some self-reflection. Yes. And sometimes what you what's going to be reflected back, you don't like it. And we don't like to hold ourselves accountable. <laughs> Like people, oh man, if that's the one thing we could change. All right. So, as always, can you please share with us your top three sex tips for couples? Mm. I like it. Um, Number number one, there has to be, and it's going to sound cliche, there has to be open and honest communication. Facts. Right. 
And, and what I mean by honesty doesn't mean that you have to hurt each other's feelings, right. but there has to be honesty around what you desire mm-hmm. and how someone can help you reach what you desire, Ooh. right? Yes. Honesty about that. If we're not honest, you can't expect someone to show you pleasure, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one thing. For my men out there, I like to tell men, you know, for women, sex is different and every woman is different. So ask questions. Don't think that just because you did it this way with this woman, that it's going to satisfy this woman. Absolutely. Ask the questions. Don't be so prideful, you know, because we think we're supposed to know it all, which is so off. Um, don't be so prideful that you don't ask questions. You right. should be wanting to study your partner and get really good at your partner. And they're going to always be evolving. Get really good at your partner. I love that. Love that. That's it. So that's number two. And um, what I would say is be open to new things. Yes. Right? Yes. Just be open to new things. You may not enjoy them, you know, but be open to new things. Those would be my, that would be my third tip. I love that because I think a lot of people, it's almost like, you, you ever heard, hear the, the, the phrase, try it once, twice if you like it, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes people are afraid to like it. Yes. Because what happens after that? How will I be viewed yeah. after that? Like, it's mm-hmm. okay. Especially if this is someone you, this is your person, right? That's that vulnerability piece that, that we're all afraid of. We're afraid to be vulnerable. But I swear pleasure is on the other side of vulnerability. Thank you so much, Troy. I really appreciate you. Please rep your brands. Tell us what you have coming up. You know, tell us where we can find your book and everything. Absolutely. Thank you for having me i really enjoy your work and i appreciate the work you're doing in the world right um it's it's needed work so do it <laughs> um so you can find me people can find me uh on go to exclusive thoughts.com that's x-k-l-u-s-i-v-e thoughts.com and on there you can find me anywhere but the if, for most people who don't want to go to a website and they just want to go social media mm-hmm. follow me on my instagram at exclusive five that's xk l-u-s-i-v-e the number five and on there you can go to the link in my bio and find the book right it's on amazon by the way if you just want to go to amazon <laughs> really will should wait pause, mm-hmm. pause i say that i say that because I, I love when black people get their whole coin if we go to your website you're gonna get your whole coin versus if we go to amazon where you get a percentage of your coin so just go to amazon and do it right this amazon is is, is cool with me only because um, I don't have a place anymore on my website where people can order directly from me. Now, okay. what okay. you could do, if you want a copy, you email me and I can mail you a copy and get my whole coin. There we go. So y'all, because um, we want our man to get his whole coin. I'm all for Black people getting paid their, their, their whole worth. Whole worth. All right. So in, any, any spoilers on book two? You, you, is it in, in pre-production? Because I, I haven't read book one, but I'm already ready for book two. Just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's being written. Yes. yes. Book two is being written. And it's, it's been a stall, right, for me a little bit. But I learned something because I, I re-engaged the other day with, with the content, right? Okay. And I learned that I needed to live a little bit more. Okay. Right? Okay. To give the people what I really want to give them in this next book, I had to live a little bit more. So mm-hmm. I, I was beating myself up about it. But I was like, ah, I'm at a place now where I really get, I really get it personally and from the people I coach in the, in the audience and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I'm at a good place to write it now. And, and as a result of that, I see you doing 
even bigger things than what you're doing right now. Anytime people take that time to really, really get on this journey, I swear it's so it's such beauty on the other side of that. And you are truly destined to do the work that you're doing. Uh, your community thanks you. As a representative of the Black community, I'm saying thank you so much for putting it out there. Um, and as a result, Black people are going to be having some beautiful relationships because of you. So thank you so much. Y'all, that is all for this week. Check us out the next episode. Please, please, please take a look at our show notes, all of his information. Please go buy his book. Peace.